everybody. Welcome to the 440 Guitar Podcast. I am your host, Jarrell Powell. Thank you so much for tuning up. You can catch the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anchor.fm forward slash 440. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at the 440 Guitar Podcast uh, to be updated on all the episodes that are coming out. And then also, if you want to get a t-shirt, coffee mug, or uh, some other merch that's on the 440guitarpodcast.com website, be sure to click on uh 440 merchandise and uh you'll be able to find all of that merchandise there uh so feel free to do that uh today i'm very excited as we have an incredibly talented musician um from los angeles california uh she has a sound that gravitates uh towards an eclectic mix of genres including indie rock uh, folk rock, rock blues rock with a bit of a 60s, 70s retro twist. Uh, she recently released a, uh, a really awesome record titled Hot Shit, which is really cool. I highly recommend everyone to check it out. Uh, the 440 Guitar Podcast is excited to have uh, Madeline Matthews of Mod. Madeline, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing well. I'm uh, preparing for this uh this uh, socially distant Thanksgiving that it seems like everyone is about to have. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so pretty crazy. Speaking of, of uh, things we're thankful for, how's it been for you during the this whole quarantine thing since it started back in March? Have you been handling it, handling that throughout the year? Um, I feel like that's such a difficult, like there's so, there's so many different waves I've been riding throughout this year but um I think for the for the most part it's been great um I'm really lucky to still have my day job it's fully remote um Mm, but yeah our our roommate actually ended up getting corn or not getting corn getting the corona uh, back in April Mm. um and we thought she just had allergies or a cold or something so we were actually hanging out with her and like you're fine this thing's not a big deal that was like way back yeah when. that, that like, was like everybody God. right yeah we're like oh yeah yeah what is this thing mm-hmm. um but yeah so she ended up having to we had to seclude her to her room for oh, a week wow. and bring food to her door and um bring her coffee in the morning or water and it, it was that was that was really hard i'm sure for her but we all had to stay inside in our tiny la apartment and just kind of had to survive together and then we ended up getting tested my boyfriend and i and we were negative which was oh, really good. surprising because hmm. we were in the same area for like a week week before she tested positive wow. and she was them so um but yeah so that was that was pretty intense um and then I'm trying to think, I mean, it's been such a crazy year, Yeah. but, um, I ended up moving back home, um, up in Northern California, Okay. small town of Placerville, if you've nice. ever heard of it. Okay. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Most people haven't. They cool. usually drive through. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's on the way to Tahoe. So oh, okay. it's, uh, it's beautiful. I, I love it here. I'm very grateful to have grown up here, but, um, yeah, so we just thought uh, it might. Our roommate ended up actually moving out. She found a really awesome spot in in Malibu. She's like, if I'm gonna spend quarantine anywhere, I want to be near the beach. And we were in a tiny apartment in Makes like the sense. middle of the city. <laughs> and so we're like, all right, we're jealous, but you go ahead. And and we didn't feel comfortable getting somebody new and in, in a tiny space and not knowing what what their precautions were. So right. Um, thought, hey, what other time in my life am I gonna be able to like go home, save some money? blast my guitar in an actual house and not have my neighbors like 
banging on the ceiling. Um, So we moved back here in August, I think, and we'll probably be here till January or February. But um, yeah, I haven't really been telling anybody that just because times are weird and I don't know. But it's been it's been great so far because it's really beautiful here and uh, actually get some fall weather and go on outdoor walks without 100 people walking around you. Yeah. And then yeah. you probably can focus a little more just creatively as a musician, right? You know, in a place yeah. of you know, that type of space. So Totally. Yeah. Because actually recording Hot Shit, um, I recorded that I think back in August mm. and I was yelling in my bedroom. Like <laughs> my my the guy I record with, his name's Josiah Masachi. He's awesome. He's someone I first started working with right when I moved to LA and we became instant buddies and co-writers. Nice. And uh, I was like, I just have this creative juices. I need to get out. Like I need to write something. Do you have any tracks you can send me? I downloaded logic. I upgraded my preamp to my microphone to make it not sound so <laughs> crappy <laughs> and um, and recorded it in my room. But it was funny because my, my boyfriend was like, I could hear you yelling like 500 takes in the other room and our neighbors were pounding on the wall. So oh, wow. <laughs> that's what you got to do right now. So it is, it is mm. nice. But uh, then I also have my mom here too. Like it's nine o'clock. Oh. <laughs> Time to stop that is that is uh before we get started that is really interesting right as far as just having uh this quarantine for a lot of and i know you're not the only one i've heard a lot of musicians have really had to figure this thing out themselves and figuring out like music software and like microphone stuff just things that they usually don't have you know they don't really that's not what they do you know or they have done you know so really being able to uh, dive into the full music process. You know, I think that's that I would definitely, that's definitely a positive thing to seeing how far technology has gone. Or it's like some of the stuff you can do yourself, you know, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to realize that as well. And they're mm. developing these skills over this year. So, yeah. well, it'll be interesting to see how things pan out afterward. And I, I'm sure like at home recording setups have like gone through the roof this year. <laughs> But um, it's funny because the song is like the vocals are a little distorted. And while it seems like it's part of the uh, style of the song, it's just my really crappy recording skill. <laughs> <laughs> so it fit perfectly with that style. That's funny. But, um, yeah. That's funny. So, Josiah salvaged a lot of a lot of it with his mixing skills. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, so on the 440 Guitar Podcast, we're really big on uh, origin stories, how people got to where they are today. Uh, so without further ado, tell me about your earliest memories of music. So I first got introduced to, to music um, when I was really little. My great grandma was a professional piano player, and she would travel by train and go around and play the piano um, all over the country. And when I knew her, it was when she was a lot older and um, I don't have a lot of like memories of her, but my grandparents wanted to carry on her legacy in a way nobody else in my family um, plays instruments. So they had me take piano lessons and I was really reluctant. I hated uh, rehearsals um, or recitals, uh, practicing, it just wasn't my thing. Um, yeah. I, I one time 
told my piano teacher that I couldn't go and I ended up going like fly fishing with my dad. That's like an annual thing we do every year. Mm-hmm. And so she was really mad and she's like, maybe this just isn't for you. Mm-hmm. And so I loved playing the piano, but I didn't necessarily love playing other people's music, but mm-hmm. I didn't quite connect that. Um, so when I got a little bit older, I, I had a piano already from those lessons. So I started just like fiddling around on it probably in my early teens. And then when I went into high school, I told my mom like, Hey, I think I want to go back to a piano teacher, but maybe can we find one that teaches more like music theory or teaches how to like write songs or or something like that. So I went to another piano teacher and kind of started doing that. And it wasn't until I was probably 17 or 18 that I started trying to sing. Hmm. Um, I had a horrible voice and I mean, some people may say I still do, but um, yeah, no, I just, I really couldn't sing. So I, I would listen to some favorite artists of mine and try to try to mimic them. And um, it kind of molded into its, its own thing. Um, But I just really felt like there was something inside of me. Like I needed to get out some sort of emotion. I wanted to write lyrics Mm. wanted to be creative and it just kind of developed from there and I'd always loved music I was always the person in high school making mixed CDs and like if you like this band you'll like this band and like writing a whole list (laughs) on the uh, back of the CD (laughs) and giving it to my friends and um so yeah and then I started playing open mic in my neighborhood, um, in my town, in at this place called the Cosmic Cafe, which is no longer around. It is actually a leather shop now. Which oh, wow. My heart. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> really, it was it was the only music scene that was here. Wow. Everyone would go. Really great bands. Um, Math Rock's really huge here up in like the Sacramento Placerola area. So I'd go see like really cool bands and it, it was awesome, but their open mic was like the place to be every week. And I went every week for four years straight. Wow. And that's really where I developed. And um, I ended up going to community college here and not really knowing what I wanted to do in college and realized music is my passion. Hmm. So um, I went to school in Chico State and I went into their music industry program. And there I, uh, I started a few bands. Uh, the first band was with my best friend, um, Sarah. We, oh, it was called. Before, I'm sorry, before you get into that, there are a couple yeah, questions yeah, no I worries. Um, Cause I'm curious to find, I'm, I was curious just to know firstly, as far as like, what are, what are some of like the music that you talked about that you loved, like, you know, writing descriptions about and just like really oh. getting into what is, what are some of those, you know, some of your influences that you can talk about? Yeah, but definitely the early influences. So I was one of those people that went to Pitchfork like every morning. And oh, nice. Have <laughs> I was a huge music snob nerd. Yeah. And uh, not a lot of people here, you know, like it's a really small town. So mm. finding people that I even like connected to musically, like it was hard. But uh, mm. yeah, I, I would say it's it's hard to pinpoint. Like, I mean, the classics like Fleet Foxes, The Strokes, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's. Yeah. Um, all of those like early 2000s bands, hmm. um, Devandra Banhart. I'm trying to think when I was playing earlier on, I was really more into folk. Okay. Nice. Really like wrote a lot of folk music. The rock and roll side didn't come out till way later. Hmm. Um, but I loved um, trying to think of others. Joanna Newsom. I don't know if you remember her, but 
Hmm. I used to try to mimic her voice. Hmm. Okay, afterward, go give her a listen because that's an interesting person to try to mimic. She's very like shrilly, but in a really beautiful way. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think. Those are probably some of the the top ones. Do you remember like maybe like the first, like what was one of the first like artists where you're like, okay, like I absolutely am invested in music, like where it really inspired you to write or want to write your own music, make your own music. Oh, that's, that's rough. (laughs) (laughs) I think so to answer that question two ways, how I first started getting into like indie music was in middle school. Mm. Um, I think the yeah, yeah, yeahs were probably one of the first rock bands that I heard. I'm like, I have never heard anything like this. I think like popped up like gold lion popped up or something on MTV. And I was like, this isn't an MTV band. Um, (laughs) But that's when I dove like dove into that world, I think like seventh, eighth grade. Mm. And then in high school, um, I mean, I like I loved Fleet Foxes and yeah. I, Nora Jones was a huge influence back then. Um, not really in the same realm, but just loved, loved her. Um, but nobody specifically, I feel yeah. like over uh, since like in the last 10 years now i feel like i'm more inspired i think back then i was just trying to figure it out okay um when did you start learn when did you when did you get interested in learning guitar because you're because i've seen you you know play guitar and stuff too when did that happen originally um guitar wasn't until college Hmm. i actually (laughs) it's really embarrassing (laughs) um my old moniker um when I was playing at the open mics, when I was about 17 and 18, 19, I really wanted to play guitar. And I always felt like I had really small hands. Mm. And so it was really hard for me to play bar chords. And so I kind of gave up mm. and I ended up playing the ukulele for a really long time. I feel like that's just like classic girl putting up YouTube videos, playing the ukulele <laughs> back then. Um, but then when I was in, when I was in college and I started um developing a little bit more and not wanting to play keyboard all of the time. That's when I really got into guitar and and started playing in actual bands. I think probably when I played in band bands, not just by myself is when I really started learning the guitar. Wow. Nice. Nice. And that is, so you said that that journey was pretty difficult given just kind of, you know, bar chords and everything. It just was pretty challenging for you uh, in the beginning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I was also, I wanted the instant gratification. Um, ukulele is fairly easy to learn. And I was like, oh, I can play cover songs on this. And I was, ha- I, I was struggling more with the guitar side of things. Hmm. But um, my original moniker back then when I played ukulele was Little Hands. Oh wow! <laughs> I had a friend's uh, friend's dad at dinner used to call me Little Hands, and uh, he coined oh. the term, and so that's when I and the, I was playing ukulele. So yeah, I don't think I have that small of hands, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean that that's I think that's one of the interesting things about guitar is how there's so many people that have approached it in a way where it 
you know, they might have a, you know, an issue with, with how they're able to play through these chords. So they figure out these crazy ways or they change the tunings and, yeah. you know, so it's, you know, like, like Django Reinhardt, you know, he, you know, playing guitar with two fingers, you know, so it's pretty, really interesting, you know, just how in a way the instrument can accommodate almost everyone, you know, so yeah. it's an interesting thing there. So you said you're, you said you were talking about your first band before I, before I cut you off. Uh, what, what was the, oh, what was your experience yeah. with that? Um, it was great. It was a huge learning lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I transferred to Chico, I, uh, I, I hit up one of the only people I knew from my hometown and we weren't necessarily really great friends here. We, I would say had a friend crushes on each other. I thought like, I was like, Oh, she's so cool. But we were in different <laughs> group. you know, high school, you just don't hang out with other people. And so, um, yeah, so we, we ended up meeting up in college and uh, she would come over and, and I knew that she played guitar a little bit and she sang. So we started harmonizing together and writing songs and doing cover songs and uh, had our first band called South Fork, which the South Fork of the American river runs right next to Placerville. So that's kind of where that name came from. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we started out like really folky, um, kind of like milk carton kidsy first aid kit. Those were like our inspirations. And then we just would jam around with our friends and realize it's a lot more fun to play with a full band. So <laughs> we kind of changed into a rock vibe. And um, even from there, it was more like Southern rock, I guess, blues rock, mm. folk rock. And then it changed from there. We decided to just like go off and do our own thing. She wanted to learn the drums. And so we moved in together, got a drum kit. And um, then we turned into the Feisties. And that was like our girl riot band. And that's when we started rocking out more. And yeah, yeah. big, big change from like within two years from like just two little cute girls singing harmonies to like, screaming and yelling <laughs> and playing house parties it was it was some of the best times i've ever had that sounds so. like a fun experience wow yeah wow yeah. very cool very cool and they say you went to school for music what do, do you feel that 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 kind of helped your your creativity or as an artist how do you feel that 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 helped yeah um i actually my day job um is in music business too mm-hmm. um so definitely the the old college diploma helped uh, get me a, a job in the music business, but it's helped me a lot as an artist um, as far as the DIY aspect, um, yeah. learning about contracts, learning about publishing, um, learning what not to do. Mm. I think probably what not to do was the biggest takeaway yeah. <laughs> from, from college, but um, I actually was, we had a program there. Um, it was essentially we were running our own little mini music industry company within the small town of Chico. We'd book music events, um, get people involved. Uh, we'd put on singing songwriting contests. Um, so all of that has definitely bled over into, into my life with social media, booking, um, learning how to talk to people in the industry I don't know I mean it's it it really helped a lot um especially with uh, my contract classes come into play now I'll get offers to be on like you know like a sync agency will reach out to me and I'll be like ooh, 
that contract's a no-no. I learned mm. this in college. And um, so, yeah. yeah. If, you, if, you, if you see anything that says in perpetuity, it's like, no. <laughs> it's so funny. My boyfriend said that exact thing last night. Really? He said, something that's perpetuity, yeah. run the hills. Yeah. Or that means so. people will know. I'm like, no, that means forever, your soul. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> aka uh, your soul yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> jeez man you know it's, it's funny uh you know listening to your music and and uh watching some of the videos i, I saw you, you did a, a cover of jolene which I, I enjoyed quite a bit um i enjoyed a lot i'm a big fan of the 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 jack white's cover of jolene so uh, oh i haven't heard that really oh it's yeah. it's it's one of my favorite covers it's phenomenal yeah it's really fun right but, after this <laughs> yeah it's phenomenal uh but yeah i did enjoy your your version and then i'm a big fan of your, your voice too it, you know it's funny it reminds me of a mixture of like uh kimber and stevie nicks like mixed oh, up okay. in a blender big fan uh you know from what i've heard everything so uh tell me about mod how did that how did that formulate and come together your the that band yeah so mod was kind of the tail end of my my college time mm. um i had realized i was gonna move down to la near the end of college and my my friend i was in a band with although we had like so much fun and we recorded a few demos together she was gonna move um somewhere else in Northern California or yeah. stay in Chico. Um, and so I definitely wanted to continue playing and writing in whatever, whatever capacity that was going to be. I had no idea. Um, so actually in college, I got scouted at a, a songwriting competition. Mm. I ended up winning oh, um, wow. by a small label that had family there and they were, they just saw me play and they're like, Oh, we really like you. Um, <laughs> but they are based out of LA um, which is one of the reasons I ended up moving down there. And so I had to come up with some sort of moniker. I thought that my name was a little hard to spell. My parents threw the extra E in there and Madeline and <laughs> extra T in there and Matthews. And I was like, if someone types this into Spotify, they're not going to get it right. So that was kind of the idea behind having some sort of something to hide behind. I don't know. Um, yeah. Nowadays, I'm like, should I have done that? But I, you know, you gotta, you stick with it. <laughs> Otherwise, you yeah. gotta start over. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up going to LA. I was interning down there my la right before my last semester in college, um, and then at the same time, started recording my EP with this um, um, record label. Um, they're called Sound Times Three, and they basically helped me put together my first EP. Um, produced it and took some songs that I'd been tinkering around with and basically elevating them. Um, I had no idea how to like record, produce. I'm a whole different animal now, but I was just <laughs> such a little baby then. It really was like stars in my eyes. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. And so that's kind of how Mod came to be. My last semester in college, I developed my own backing band and they were awesome. We'd play all around Chico at the festivals. Um, we played a lot. It was, it was so fun. Um, but yeah, and then I ended up moving to LA, but it, it, it all got started in the end of college. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 
kind of made me realize too, like, hey, someone's interested in me. I can maybe actually do something with this. Um, Because I feel like a lot of people grow up, and I know I did especially, had some family members who were like, music, what are you doing? So <laughs> it was, it was nice to see people believing in me and, um, yeah. and it definitely gave me that confidence boost to push it forward. Nice. Very nice. Very nice, yeah. man. Um, so tell me about, tell me about your, you have, you have quite a bit of music that's, that's out in the wild for people to listen to. Um, yeah. you know, uh, you released, is it two, told two singles so far this year um yeah two singles yeah. this year mm-hmm. um the first or i don't know if you have a question no but, no no okay. no yeah no please go on <laughs> yeah the first so um my first ep um that was actually released while i was still in in college um mm-hmm. we ended up re-releasing it later uh, working with a pr team to get it a little bit more into the world um but that first ep was really just baby Maddie writing heartbreak songs and um, trying to figure out my voice. I've developed a lot since then, but I, I mean, I still love those songs and hold them near and dear to my to my heart. Um, but yeah, I've definitely changed a lot. And uh, with the last two songs, um, they're both written with my with my co-writer Josiah. Hmm. Demons was a song, the first song that we wrote together three years ago, oh, where wow. I came in. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's been on the shelf for a little bit, but um, it it wasn't necessarily the song I wanted to put out first but mm. unfortunately we we're in the pandemic yeah and uh that was one of the most completed ones <laughs> <laughs> and i love it and it's just yeah. a fun song it really doesn't have a whole lot of meaning um i think it's developed meaning over the years but mm. it was one of those songs it was just a fun co-writing session and um played it live the last few years and people were like when are you gonna release this bad boy And then hot shit was was the one that I that I needed the creative juices out of and just record recorded the vocals and lyrics during quarantine. Um, tell me about yeah. that. Tell me about that process for for hot shit because I really like that song too. Um, tell me about the process of just like making that one as far as for for that song. Yeah. Um, well, the song was inspired by this band that I admired, um, who I noticed were being completely tone deaf during uh, the pandemic, especially during the early part of the pandemic, they're flicking cigarettes out the window and 
in California, that's a big old no-no for light on fire. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, exactly. Um, but yeah, so they were, you know, out partying and I really had looked up to them. And then of course, um, you know, Black Lives Matter was happening, civil rights movements, sexual assault movements within the music industry. And they were being really tone deaf and, um, just basically posting themselves partying and it was really it was hard to see and I feel like a, I've noticed that throughout this whole year is just how people are reacting to all of the big things happening this year and um, yeah. I was getting really mad and upset and disappointed and um, you know family friends and so I needed to get the anger out somehow and sadness and um and so I wrote, I wrote that song and it was actually inspired by uh, one of the lines is inspired by Jen um, essentially calling this band tone deaf. And one of the lyrics in the song is like acting like a rock star, but you're so tone deaf, mm. uh, which is kind of like the juxtaposition because they're supposed yeah. to be saying, but they're probably not actually tone deaf. Right. In the literature. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like but yeah. yeah, so I was, I was just in my room, heard that track and I was like, Ooh, I like this. This is something a little different. I feel like I can yell, get mad. And I just like sat there and wrote the lyrics within an hour and recorded mm. it and probably toyed around with it for a couple of days. But I pretty much wrote the song within an hour, I would say, of just being in my room. So microphone trying my best <laughs> <I'll block> it, <laughs> it kind of has like a uh almost like a uh like a, a, a like a, a like a horror halloween type uh riff to it it does, it does it's interesting because it's really not the the music i have recorded or put out or even like written before that so i was like what am i doing i think originally i wanted to just play with the song as a potential like sync song um maybe not even release it just wanted to have fun mm. but i just yeah i was like i'm gonna put this bad boy out why not there's <laughs> nothing left to lose at this point <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah very cool very cool how do you um it seems like you write songs pretty quickly you know is the it do, how how often do you do you write is it more of one of those things where you're you're constantly they like you kind of write like you're writing a journal or is it one of those things where there needs to be a specific inspiration involved to write music um i would say definitely inspiration mm -hmm. i felt really flat and I, like yeah if i go into a writing session without even just like a thought in my mind about what it's going to be about it's going to be hard i really want to release songs that mean a lot to me and i've gotten myself with you know, conflicting with, with other people in the past who wanted me to, to put out, you know, just a song that would be a hit. But right. to me, music is, is so personal and it's whatever I'm going through, whoever's going through, I want it to resonate with people or um, mean something. So 
um, yeah, really, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I get this like jittery, jittery feeling inside of me. Mm. And then I have to like get it out. And it's almost like a release. And once you write the song, you just feel better. And, and then you can move on to the next. So, um, but it's weird. I get this weird feeling inside and then I, yeah, I got to get it out. Yeah. So Nice. Nice. But, when, when writing with your band, you know, how is from a, from an instrument perspective, like, do you guys, is it one of, like, how do you guys collaborate together to work on, uh, to work on music? So, um, I actually haven't done a whole lot of writing with my backing band. Um, in, in LA, I, I played with some great people who unfortunately a lot of them have moved away due, due to the pandemic. Um, but right before I was leaving, um, and, and, um, and my buddy left, uh, Tommy, he's been my drummer the whole time I've been in LA for three and a half years, we started writing songs together. And uh, a lot, a lot of that would just be him tinkering around with a guitar idea he had already had, and then coming to practice or whatever. And then we'd create something, um, or I come with a with a pretty much half baked song (laughs) and then my guitar player will be like, Oh, this bridge is boring or something. (laughs) (laughs) Not not to that extreme, but, uh, but like, Hey, let's spice this up a little bit. And there actually have been some times my bands really increased my, my songs. Mm. Uh, I'll come in with something. They're like, let's change that chord progression. But Mm. for the most part, I am the sole songwriter, except when I work with, um, Josiah, which is when I'll go into the studio with him and he'll usually have something in mind, some track down or we'll, or we'll start from scratch if we're feeling it. So that's cool. So there's kind of yeah. a mixture of, of ways to create. I, I like what you said about this as far as how you guys create, how some things, you know, that there, there needs to be uh there needs to be honesty, I guess, when it comes to just working on something. If, you know, because there, there's so, there's so many stories of bands where they work on something and like the guitarist is like, I, I hate that song. Like, <laughs> you know, but it's like, well, the, this is what the, the singer wanted. So this is what it is, you know? So yeah, it's nice when you have bands where there's there's collective collaboration and you know everyone works on it and everyone everyone made it and they liked it you know they may not want to play the same song forever but I just yeah. feel like that's so important you know so yeah and they've they've definitely like I said they've added to it or they'll come up like my guitar player he's probably one of the best guitar players I've ever encountered so he uh, he actually just moved out of LA as well but mm-hmm. if he Anyone in Seattle needs a guitar player. Aiden Scrivens is the best oh. I've encountered. Um, but he he's amazing. I mean, he just adds so much. When I'm in the studio recording a song, he'll come in and just like whip things out of nowhere. And he he definitely adds a lot, a lot to the band. So nice. um, we're actually attempting to record remotely now. I think probably a lot of people are doing that but yeah. i have a few songs we've been playing live over the last few years that i really want to put on my album but we're all over the country now so um he has his own home studio my drummer who's now in new york has a, a guy he can go to and then uh josiah who who mixes everything so we'll just kind of bounce it around and that's that's the hope at least is so that they can still be involved because they were such vital parts to those songs and we just have so mem- so many memories of touring and playing those songs and um it's kind of difficult to think of anybody else to even be on them yeah. so yeah. yeah wow definitely 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 um 
It's funny. One one question I like to ask, just to just to kind of gather what people have uh, discovered from a music perspective. Have you discovered any new music uh, during this whole quarantine thing? What have you been listening to recently? Oh yeah. Well, my day job, I have to listen to music all day every day. <laughs> I am I'm lucky enough to work at a at a music marketing and editorial company, so mm. I get PR pitches night and day. It's um it's called Culture Collide. Okay. You've heard of this? I haven't. I, I haven't. We've we usually do a lot at South by Southwest. Um, I started working right before it got canceled last year, so that oh. was that was crazy. Just we all huddled together watching the new the live stream of the Austin mayor saying, "Sorry, everybody, it's canceled." Um, but but yeah, and I'm uh, I'm trying to think off of the top of my head. I'm sure I have like a million playlists of bands <laughs> that I have to listen to. Um, I love Phoebe Bridgers. I know she's been around for a long time. Um, let's see here. I'm actually going to open my Spotify and see if there's anything <laughs> <laughs> I can look at. Um, Tristan, she's a really awesome musician out of uh, Nashville. I don't know if she's doing as much anymore, um, but she's like a kind of reminds me of uh wanda jackson okay i've heard um, of her yeah. funnel of love she's from i think the 50s or 60s um i obviously love aloud's new album they're yeah. amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah. i need to get it on vinyl it's one of my one yeah. of my goals to get it on vinyl yeah but it's it's been interesting because I, I feel like for my job, I listen to a lot of music during the day but i don't listen to as much music off of work i don't know if it's just because i i have to listen to it so sometimes it loses that magic a little bit and we're not driving around right now as much we're you know sitting down in our offices so it's i i'm curious too about releasing music in 2020 and and if people are are listening to music as much like as in the way that they were before yeah that's very interesting. Yeah, I think that's one of the things too. Maybe that's a question to ask you as well. I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of that's that's one of I think that's been a big question mark for a lot of artists as far as you know they'll have music sitting and they're like, I don't even promote this during your quarantine, you know. And some people just release <laughs> it to release it, you know, and, and without without a rollout in place is is that something that you're kind of questioning or just trying to figure out as well before you know you wanting to eventually you know release an album you know yourself yeah so i think i i got a kick of excitement um i recently got out of a a recording contract we were just in negotiations for the last couple years so i was not able to to release anything without um someone else's like consenting to it and so um because of that I just, I just really desperately wanted to put something out. It'd been over two years since I've been able to do that. And I was just really excited. I, I wanted to put something out. And at that point I was not listening quite to the, the voice in the back of my head or my friends going, don't release anything this year. <laughs> um, Cause we did. And you know, this is what happened. Mm. Um, I was just so excited. And, and now that I've been doing that, it's just, it's a lot of highs and lows. And I kind of forgot about that process um, of I'm my own, you know, I'm my own PR person. So getting the blog, you know, responses back and being like, I'm sorry, we're not going to review this or whatever. (laughs) You forget about all of those things. And it's, um, 
but it's been exciting. I don't know. It's mm. it's really a mixed bag of of excitement and also like what why did I release it during a pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> you can't tour with the song and yeah. or anything. So yeah, it's I guess it's I guess on one side of the spectrum, it's hard to release music that you know that man, this would really have a crazy reaction from the crowd live. You know, yeah. uh, that is you know more tuned for a live scene, but then. On the other side of the spectrum, you have music that can, I guess, can really, uh, really like help people in need, you know, from a, from yeah. a ment from a, you know, just like for mentally and whatnot. There's a lot of music I think that came out this year that was that you know, obviously had no intention of releasing during the pandemic, but it just happened, you yeah. know. Like, uh, uh, I always talk about this album because it's one of the, my favorites that I listened to this year, but Tom Mish and Yusef Day's What Kind of Music, it's just such a great album i'm like i am so happy that i have this during your quarantine yeah. <laughs> yeah well no that's see that's great i love that i love hearing that because definitely on the other end also maybe it's different for me because i'm not releasing the songs that have a lot of near and dearness to me um or have a lot of emotional depth behind them so um they're just more fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I'm just so excited to get, to get things out there. I'm feeling my way back and like trying to figure out as an independent artist, as like my everything DIY. I mean, like all my photos, my boyfriend attempts to take, you know, with my camera that is like works half the time. So it's, <laughs> it's just trying to feel your way back into, into being a musician, especially like a DIY independent musician. Yeah. So, crazy crazy ride yeah i was curious too uh one, before i asked you one of the last questions your cut co the, the cover art for hot shit and for demons mm -hmm. really cool like was that how was like who did you work with to have that uh yeah. put together so uh demons was actually my uh is my best friend who i played in the band with in college sarah sharp she's uh she is, I'm so proud of her. She went to school for um, childhood development and psychology and was doing that for a long time. And she's an amazing artist. And that was really her calling and her passion. So she, she's very inspirational to me also. Um, so she quit doing that and decided to become a tattoo artist awesome. and, and do commission artwork. She actually uh, painted a picture of a chinchilla and my boyfriend commissioned a nice. beautiful painting of my chinchilla <laughs> in a, in an Italian villa somewhere. <laughs> That's cool. But, um, but yeah, so she, she created that. And, and mm. I'm, so, I just, I love working with people that I know and that I can, and I can help and throw a few bones to, um, but yeah, she's great. And so I think anyone who needs a tattoo in the Sacramento area, hit her up. <laughs> Um, and then Hot Shit was a friend from my college radio station that I used to, to intern at. And uh, her name is Nicole Caulfield, and she's also amazing and starting to put out her creativity into the world, went to school for something completely different. Um, she has an Instagram called Collage Graduate, and I love collage art. It's like I just have Pinterest boards full of them. And when I saw she was uh, getting into that. I was like, can you please do something for me? And she has, she's great, like vision and everything. So um, she really understood what I was looking for. So yeah, two, two awesome people actually who I met in college or no, no, 
from college. Yeah. Nice. That's so, cool. Yeah. Um, so one of the last questions, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, when can you expect um, your either uh, your next song to come out or, you know, uh, or when can people expect a, an album uh, from from Mod? So that's a good question. I should be asking myself that. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm i planning on potentially putting out a song in late January. Um, something that I'm, I'm sending back and forth with Josiah right now that we co-wrote um, within the last year, but um, haven't been able to like fully finish recording or anything because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably going to put that one out um, at the end of January. It's got a similar vibe to Demons and Hot Shit. It's pretty rocking. Nice. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm excited about that one. But as far as the, the album, that's something I definitely want to take my time to really put in my energy into, make it cohesive, have like my special bandmates on there. Um, so right now it's just I'm kind of tossing out singles of songs that are, are fun and I really like, but as far as the album, I definitely want to either wait till I'm able to go back into the recording studio or figure out a way to do it remotely, but good. Cause yeah. it'll be my first LP and yeah, I want it to, I want it to be good. I have a lot of songs that don't even sound like anything <laughs> that I've ever put out. So um, yeah. Well, we're definitely going to be looking forward to that. So, uh, Madeline, thank you so much for, for taking the time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. This has been really fun. Well, thank you. I'm so happy that, that allowed sent me your way. Yes. So, <laughs> shout out to, uh, yeah. Shout out to Jen and to Henry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, they, <laughs> well, they have it, folks. This is Jarrell Powell from the 440 Guitar Podcast. We'll jam again soon, and have a good day. 